Beautiful downtown Southern Maryland. It's time for Gears of Resistance episode number 12 for July 25th, 2015. We are a bi weekly podcast dedicated to bringing you the latest and greatest in the open source hardware world and how to run a business based on open source and all the cool tips and tricks to do your DIY electronics project. Uh, all right, so it's been a few weeks because it's summertime and we are really bad at keeping up on a schedule because we don't have a schedule really during the summertime. It's a free for all. Uh, let's just, uh, let's go ahead and get into some of the stories. Do you want to do the stories first or shall we do some of the product stuff first? Let's do, let's do some product stuff first. So, uh, one of the cool things I just recently acquired and has been very useful has been a, um, new set of helping hands. It's like Doc Ock from a uh, Spider-Man. So pretty cool. These are very flexible, very bendable. Um, with little, uh, they got a little silicone rubber tipped on the the gator clips, so it doesn't bite into your board too bad. But I really like this one coming from the old. You know, the old helping hands with little, well, used to have a little binoculars or monocular or some sort of lens, magnifying glass. And this is well and good, but you were limited in your, uh, your degrees of freedom, I guess. So this guy, which I purchased from Adafruit, um, pretty cool. It's got a nice, nice tough base. A uh, place to put some parts, and then you can expand and move the uh, the arms around as you can see fit. Um, and I've I've been using it a lot, uh, especially for soldering projects. It's real nice to get the project just at the right angle, and um, you can solder away a lot easier. So that's been pretty cool. I really like that. Um, what else? Oh, the other cool thing. So on the hardware side, electronics side, I think I mentioned I was getting one, but I I don't think since last time I played with it, but the uh, Photon from Particle IO, it's a um, it's sort of like a Arduino. It's got its own uh, programming environment. Um, and it has its own uh, set of special libraries. But uh, in terms of complexity, it's no more than an Arduino programming. But the cool thing of it is it's uh, the Wi-Fi built-in um, is really robust. So I've been playing around with the SB8266 um, using it off of like a standard Arduino. But I really like the Photon because the, the, the power of the library, um, it's all written with uh, 
uh, I guess JavaScript or Node.js, which is as a hardware guy, I'm more and more becoming, I realize I have to become a web developer too to do anything useful anymore, <laughs> um, which is cool. But um, so with this, with this guy here, I was able to uh, take their kind of like their intro code, their, their, you know, hello world kind of stuff. And um, basically from a browser, uh, run a little node JS script to launch a server that serves a single HTML page that has um, some JavaScript and some, uh, basically I can uh, take a reading and put a little photo resistor on here so I can read the, the analog input and tell me how bright this guy, you know, how much light this guy's seeing. Um, I can also have it set up to where I send it. It just sends an alert. So I set a trigger value, say, you know, like a thousand. If it's below that, it's dark. If it's brighter than that, it's, it's, if it's larger than that, it's bright. And it automatically updates a little field on a web page with that data. So it's real time. And um, then there's a little LED on here. And uh, there's a little put, uh, radio buttons on my website. And you just hit start, you know, turn LED on, turn LED off. And um, like I said, it's, it's surprisingly uh, simple how little code that you need to write. Because, again, all the, you know, all the stuff they've done on the back end with the Photon, um, really powerful and really, really quick to turn around products, I think. So I'm actually working on one right now. Um, and it's going in almost too smooth. Like, it's like, what am I missing? Especially because, you know, it, it's one thing to do the electronics. Unfortunately, for better or for worse, you know, the, the electronics is simple enough and commoditized enough where the real value now is, is you know, again, creating this website, this, these web services, um, kind of quote-unquote internet of things um, that's be able to interact with your hardware over the web simply I haven't found anything better yet so um, Photon it's from a group called Particle IO I think they were they used to be called Spark and the Photon is 20 bucks there's also a, um, a 3G version um I haven't checked out what the pricing is on, you know, what kind of deals they worked out for the data plan. But if you need to take it to the next step and you don't even have Wi-Fi around, uh, they do have a, uh, a 3G model, which same simplicity, just um, different hardware. Uh, and I'll throw up some, I'll throw up uh, some links to um, the code. Let me see if I can share it real quick. So, Oh, uh, is that it? Yeah. Well, that's another project we're going to talk about. So yeah, here's their website. Um, again, this is the uh, the one I'm using here, the Photon. Uh, this is the 3G model. Um, they call that one the Electron. And if you wanted to, if you were so desired, um, you know, this is the development board. But if you wanted just their chip, you can buy just the chip too. They call that the Spark Core. So you can include that into your own hardware if you want it, which is pretty nice. And the price, I mean, I remember probably just four or five years ago looking for like, I think it was like Blue Smurf Bluetooth, like 
just trying to get this really um, crappy little board that didn't have any header pins, and it was the you know really tiny header pins, the pitch of the pins. And I remember it was like forty, fifty, sixty bucks to get that. And you know it was just the Bluetooth part, and then you had to write all your code from scratch. Um, so today, here we are, you know, just a few short years later, and these products are out. Um, you know, for someone who's a system developer, system integrator at that level where I'm at, versus you know doing the, the quote unquote hardcore electronics, uh, this stuff saves a lot of time, and it's awesome. Uh, so let's what else? Uh, no JS. So yeah, um, if you uh, want to uh, take advantage of making the web services for the the photon, uh, go over to Node.js, download their packages and whatever operating system you're running, um, and uh, yeah, get started. I'm I'll admit I am not a code guy. Uh, but I've even found it to be uh, easy enough to again I can set up a local web a local web page, local host port like eighty eighty or whatever, and uh, I can then go sit on my you know tablet in the bedroom and control my photon, which could be in another spot. So you could have your you know your laptop running the server in one room, your photon is in another room, and then you can be checking on it in yet a third room. Um, it's pretty cool. And so I do have, let me see here. Boom, 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 boom. I did put up a link to it on the, on my hackster page. We talked about hackster.io. Uh, we actually got another one to talk about today. There's like the competition one for, uh, social maker websites. Now, where the hell, where's my projects at my projects? Here we go. Part of my French. It's Sunday. Okay, where are my projects? All right, maybe I won't be showing you my projects. Where's my profile? Did I put it on Hackster? I'm pretty sure I did. Or maybe I put it on Makerspace. Oh, okay, so... I'll have to move it over there. So let, let's just go ahead and jump to our, our next story then. So last week we talked about Hackster.io, which is like a project, like a project sharing website for the maker community. Um, finally got invited into the beta for Makerspace, which is the quote unquote official community of Maker Fair. So this is, you know, make media and, and uh, I guess O'Reilly backed um, social media site. Um, and I've been playing with it a little bit, and it's 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 pretty comparable to Hackster.io. I think, um, you know, we'll probably be cross-posting on both until we get figure out, you know, who's going to be the quote-unquote winner. But uh, so yeah, over there it's it's, it's makerspace.com, and I'll put the link to my particular profile up in the notes. But um, the one thing I don't like. With, with either one of these right now is it's that it's, it's pretty, it's pretty ro- It's pretty, uh, not robust. It's pretty basic project pages. I'd like to see a little bit more like instructables like uh, interface, uh, but it's, you know, these are both new, so we'll give them the benefit of doubt and time will t- go on. So nothing really on there, just a link to share it. And then of course all the, uh, the code and uh, the, I did a little fritzing uh, schematic 
that's all over on GitHub. So, um, let me just, I'll actually go ahead and click for people that are watching. Uh, I'll click on the, uh, you'll notice that it's it, the, the file extension for the firmware that goes in the photon is .ino, just like Arduino. Um, there is, again, it's, it's basically, there's a Spark library that if you use this library, um, it handles a lot of um, of the backend HTML, HTTP, IP, TCP, IP, whatever else, magic software networking stuff. Um, again, I am not a guru when it comes to uh, the software world. I'm a hardware guy. So I was even able to make this stuff work, and uh, I did it in, in pretty much, um, you know, there, was, there wasn't really any debugging or troubleshooting. It pretty much worked. So, like I said, you'll notice it looks just, it's pretty much Arduino light code. Um, again, the Spark libraries to allow you to have that web functionality are a little bit different. Um, you know, if you, if you have played with libraries and, you know, you know, especially if you buy stuff from Spark Fun or Adafruit where you download the library and, you know, you would type in like, you know, again, Spark, you know, you declare a, a type of uh, a photon. And then you would do spark dot function or spark dot variable, which is again some of their internal functions. If you're used to that kind of concept of you know declaring an object and then uh, the dot whatever function or vari- or yeah function you want to use, um, you should have no no problems uh, using the photon. All right. So what else do we have to talk about? Oh, Satnog. So. Um, this is a project that I've been following on and off, and I think I'm finally going to commit to trying to see if I can get my local makerspace and my local ham community to come together and maybe build one of these. I was listening to a podcast recently, and I apologize. I think it was Floss Weekly, um, but I could be wrong, that talked about Satnogs, and that kind of was what reinvigorated my interest. Um, also, one of the founding members of it said that uh, hardware-wise – um, it's only about 400 bucks to put together a ground station. So I thought, wow, that's, um, that is very doable, especially if you look at the makerspace, if you can get, you know, four five, six guys to, to pitch in, you know, that's, you know, 50 bucks each, um, maybe less. Uh, and you can have a ground station to talk to satellites. That's pretty cool. Um, and also for us, I'm trying to, I'm trying to see if we can get more people to join our makerspace through the ham community. So I think this is a pretty cool marriage. If, so if you don't know what Satnogs is, it's a satellite network, uh, open ground station. So the idea is they want to blanket, um, it's all open source. Um, they want people to go download their software and their hardware files, make these ground control stations. Uh, basically they look like Yagi antennas, um, and there's, you know, a mo- uh, rotator to help rotate it. Uh, and then you hook this up to a computer that connects to the Internet, and you can now become part of the Satinogs network. And then people can say, hey, I want to listen to a satellite that's in whatever type of orbit. And Satinogs would compute which nodes it would need, you need to be online to listen to it and, you know, how to turn the, the rotator and what directions. Um and people can request time basically on your ground control station. So um, it's cool because, yes, you could be listening yourself, but you actually kind of give up control once you've built this node and you've put it onto the network. 
uh, other people can request you. So it's, it's a whole, it's a whole gambit. It's the whole like technology stack. It's, it's, um, you know, open source electronics and hardware. It's, uh, radio design, antenna design. It is open source software that runs it, uh, both the firmware on board, the stuff that runs on your computer, and then the fact that it connects to this backend network, web-based internet of things, um, and people can log in and, and can listen on to your antenna uh, anywhere around the world is pretty cool. So if you're interested in radio, ham radio, uh, open hardware, and you're looking for a project, um, like I said, this is probably going to be my next new project. Um, and it's, I mean, like literally everything, like even like the tripod, they, they have the 3d files for the mounts so that you can go ahead and 3d print, um, the non-metallic parts. Um, and then there's the, uh, I'm curious what they're using for their, 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 um, I'm assuming they're probably using KiCad for their circuit capture stuff, but, um, it's all there and I'll put the link up if you're interested. Uh, what else do we got? What else? Oh, um, HCO5 is going to talk about if with the photon, like I'm sure by now everyone knows about it, but if you're, um, so the photon does Wi-Fi. If you want something that's more of a Bluetooth project, um, the little HCO5 Bluetooth module, um, I ordered from some to do a workshop at our makerspace. Unfortunately, they haven't come in on time. But um, just if you haven't heard uh, and you want to do Bluetooth work, the HCO5, as far as I can tell, is still kind of the king. Uh, what else? Oh, found a new app, Blink, B-L-Y-N-K. It's an app for your next Arduino, and they also say Raspberry Pi project. Um, I haven't played with it yet, um, but the thing I like about it is the idea is, again, I'm a hardware guy, and writing firmware is one thing. Writing even web HTML stuff is another, but when it comes to doing freaking apps for smartphones and Apple phones and Yahoo phones and Android phones, I have not got there yet. Um so Blink comes in, it's, it's an app that lets you basically create another app inside of it by basically dropping widgets around. So um, I think I talked about one. If I haven't, I think it's because it's for a mouse or project I'm doing. So when that comes out, I'll, I'll talk about it more. Um, this one, as far as I know, is free. I, I did download it, and I don't recall playing anything. Um, and basically, um, you can drag things like, you know, Output and input representations are like push buttons, slider bars, um, toggle switches, and then little bar graphs and little circle graphs and little even little um, looks like uh, little joysticks, D, like D-pad and um, rotator joysticks, like you would find on your your game controllers. Basically, this app then takes all that data, all those inputs, and packages them up and sends them. And I had, I think it's, it says over the internet. So I'm assuming it's over Wi-Fi. Um, and then the same thing, like, like the photon, you'll, you'll have a package that grabs, listens to these things coming off your, your blink app. And, um, you can control, you can create on the fly an app to control your Arduino like thing. 
Now, the next cool thing would be uh, would be then when you're like after you've done your widgets and you've got all your widgets placed that you could like go up there and hit, you know, file export and it would generate a true its own app that you could install and put up on the marketplace, the app stores. That would be really cool. Um, so that's just me asking, please, nicely. Um, when I get around to actually playing with the Blink, I'll give a more thorough review, but it was so cool um, to see that I had to uh, we had to get it out there. So the interesting, the other thing I don't know is like it says it was it was kickstarted, which means people donate it, but is it now free? Like is the whole thing free? So a lot more questions, but I wanted to share this. Um, all right, what else? Oh, um, Common Parts Library. I think I talked about this last week or the other week. Um, there is download symbols and floor prints. It's Snap EBA. Um, it looks like, and, and if someone out there knows better, correct me if I'm wrong, it looks like each part, you can't like just download like this is a library. It looks like you download each individual part, and I guess you can make it into you could create like a custom library in Eagle. Um, but is there a way? To, does anyone know? Is there a way to just grab every um, part? You know, in is it like there's is there a GitHub page or whatever um, for all the symbols and footprints for uh, the Octopart Common Part Library? I've been really liking it because again, you know, yeah, there's like you know you go into any of these parts distributors and you type in resistor and you're like, there is 15 trillion, 875 billion, 958 million choices. And you're like, Oh boy. Um, so this common part library that helps whittle it down to like, okay, you know, look, here is the things that most people are using or the ones that are most widely available. Thus again, <laughs> most people are using um, that really helps cut down on your building your bomb. Um, so check that out. So Octopart in conjunction with Snap EDA. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Uh, I hope I've been presenting to everyone. If not, I screwed up. Uh, what else? What else? Oh, let me... So this past week, this weekend, I've been working on... Um, ooh, that went dark. That went bright. We want to find the happy middle. Yeah, it looks decent. Uh, I didn't fire the lights up. I should have done that. Anyway, so it's pretty underwhelming. You can kind of make out the traces on there. Maybe if I. So what this represents is the first attempt at uh, milling a PCB from scratch. So basically going into Eagle, creating a little circuit, exporting that as a uh, SVG file, loading that up into a CNC machine software and having it route out the traces. Uh, and then using a uh, convection oven to reflow some solder and, and the reflowster to control that. And to create basically just a little uh, two LED circuit, and um, 
after some conjoling with it, I got it to work. So it's my first uh, uh, milled PCB. I've never milled a PCB before. Usually just you get them made and then you solder them as yourself. Um, which usually, you know, I used to, back in the day, I used to etch. Um, that kind of, it just gets nasty. And today with things like uh, Oshpark, it's just so much cheaper to just do a board and go get it made. Um, but sometimes, every now and then, you want to, um, even Oshpark, you know, it, it's a week or two. You can get it around a week or two turnaround. Even that can be too long, especially for certain board types. So um, with the uh, the X-Carve here, let me... Let's share this. So this little guy here is great for doing PCBs. I mean, that's basically a foot-by-foot work area, which I don't think anyone's going to be doing circuit boards bigger than a foot-by-foot. Usually I'm working down here in like the two-by-three inches kind of thing. Uh, Maybe four-by-six is like the biggest guy. Um, So anyway, um, and... I'm a little I'm a little torn right now. Um, they have what's called easel. Let's go up here and fire up easel, um, which is a web-based um, CNC controlling software. You can use things, other ones, G-Code Sender. Um, let's try this guy here. But um, yeah, this is specifically tailored for their hardware. And uh, I think the other day, I'm not sure if it was the, my internet was slow or, um, hello, there we go. They were having website issues, but the problem with something in the browser is if the internet's not connected, you're kind of SOL. And, uh, so, you know, it would be nice if they could, you know, I'm not sure what is running this software, but if there could be an offline version. Um, anyway, so this is the new board we're working on. Uh, again, did the design in Eagle export an SVG? I'm actually going to do a whole write-up on the lessons I've learned. Um, like they have a tutorial on doing PCBs on the Inventables website. I found some... At least maybe I didn't build my 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 X carve is not built one hundred percent correctly. Maybe uh, um, it's working, but some of the things they recommend in terms of settings in um, like the, the 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 depth of the cut and uh, the speed haven't didn't work for me. I went through about probably ten boards um, that were either too deep or. The out it didn't cut correctly, didn't carve out correctly. So I've got done. I've been tracking my lessons learned, and I'm going to write up a nice, probably do a video on the whole workflow. But uh, so the idea, just real quick, the board is that there's going to be. Um, I think these are the LEDs. It doesn't really matter. Uh, ground. So yeah. So um, the LEDs will be here. Little resistors. Um, little screw terminal. Um, you plug in your, you know, three volts, five volts and ground. And these are just going to be little buttons. So, you know, you press your finger, you connect the circuit 
and the LED will light up. It's just an idea of it's basically um, proof of concept. Can we can we mill PCBs? Um, and then they're going to be building a couple of simple things just to teach kids uh, some electronic stuff. So that's the idea. Um, but like I said, it worked pretty well. Um, there's Eagle CAD for those so interested. Um, I'm using version 7.2. Some of the um, the export to SVG file uh, or user library, was it UPL, U- user library? Basically, you can create custom like macros. Their export to SVG, the one the latest one I can find, is having some issues with the traces. Um, in seven two, it seems like some of the it worked. It, someone it worked for six zero, like Eagle, whatever. If you have a six dot whatever version of Eagle, it'll work better. Um, that's just been my experience. So. Uh, I guess real quick, just to give everyone the, the whole, you know, tool chain. So Eagle CAD designed the file, export to SVG, um, import that into here, um, get it all lined up. And again, I'm going to do a, a really thorough write up on a, every little step, every little issue I found. Um, get some solder paste, put it up on the board, throw your components on there. Um, I found this guy, Reflowster. Basically, controls your convection oven. Um, so basically, it works through the heating cycles. So, I guess when you resolder, there's um, like a preheat. Then there's the uh, to the board up to speed. So I guess there's like no thermal shock. Then there's the um, uh, the high heat that actually makes the solder reflow and then it kind of cools it back down. This guy, it's, it's kind of like set it and forget it. Just get a really dumb convection oven, no nothing digital, just pure analog, set it to the highest settings, plug this in, in between the, the power wall um, and your convection oven and it controls turning it the, the convection on and off at, at, the, at the right temperatures and at the precise times to do a really good job on reflowing. Uh, and then uh, you know that you'll get the little board like I showed you. So, you know, you're not doing, you're not going to do fancy boards. You're not going to do stuff with really tiny pitch um, parts. I'm using like 12, what's the, the package types is like 1210, 1206 resistors. I tried 0805s um, on this, on this demo board. And I think it was too small. So I bumped up to um, the next larger size, and I uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, that will um, work a lot better. Uh, boom, 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 and yeah, that's that's it. And then reflow it, and uh, boom, you've got a board, a prototype at least. Um. Oh, so one thing else I want to leave you with. Uh, let's see. I've already showed you that. Showed you that. Um. I found this store on eBay. It's Chavazu. It's, um, it's a uh, group out of China. It is basically really, really dirt cheap. Um, are you know sensors, um, motor stuff, controllers for your electronics for your Arduino projects? I mean, 
Like here, here's a water level sensor for Arduino, a buck twenty-seven with free shipping. I, I don't know how they do it. I mean, granted, the parts that are on there are you know it's probably less than <clears throat> you know a quarter. Um, so you know, yeah, buck twenty-seven is still you know four hundred percent markup. Um, and then they can eat the the cost of the shipping out of there. But um. I mean, it's everything. Signal, signal generator modules, ammeter sensors, potentiometer models, accelerator modules, um, accelerometer. You know, a, here it is. You know, three-axis output accelerometer module for Arduino, a buck sixty, a buck eighty-eight free shipping. Um, so I picked up a couple parts <clears throat> just to see. Hmm, like, is this just you know, this is just their. Um, their failed components, like okay, we know what we'll to do. We'll take we'll take the parts that uh, failed any sort of QA QC and just sell them. And um, people will just buy them, I guess, for aesthetic purposes. But no, that's not the case. These I, I've I've hooked up two of my sensors so far, and um, as best as I can tell, it's getting me the readings that I would expect. So um, the flip side, of course, is you're going to wait about. For me, it was about a two week turnaround time to get it shipped from China, which is actually better than even just a few years ago. It was a, it was a solid month to get anything uh, over here. Um, I don't know if they've worked out some deals with the, um, you know, either the imports or, or maybe they're now like, you know, they don't sit so long in, in an export over there. I don't know, but for a dollar, <laughs> some of these parts are like a buck, which if you try to order them, um, here stateside, you're probably gonna a you're gonna pay ten dollars for the part, and then you're still gonna pay you know five six bucks for shipping. So if you if you can afford to wait a few weeks, um, this this site this eBay store seems pretty pretty good. Uh, but for the times you can't wait, and you need to get stuff here quickly or. You know, there is always, you know, let's be honest, there's a risk in ordering things from China. Um, you know, you're not always guaranteed necessarily to get what you think you're getting or, um, you know, it's potential you're going to get, you know, busted stuff. But so when you need to do something, you know, when you need reliable parts, when you need to, you know, no crap, I really need to make sure I'm getting, you know, 10, you know, of these parts. Um, and I need it, you know, in a couple days. Uh, everyone knows I don't, you know, full disclosure. I write articles for Mauser Electronics occasionally. Uh, I'm not employed by them, but um, they just teamed up with uh, Adafruit, uh, and they're now the distributor of Adafruit products. So um, I'd like to support both because. Um, while um, Adafruit is good at, at really good at building the stuff, sometimes the shipping can be a little expensive and or um, depending on where you live, it takes a little bit longer. Mauser, uh, again, because of the economies of scale, you know, when I, when I order stuff from Mauser, it's, 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 it's guaranteed, you know, if I pick, if I select, you know, UPS two day ground select, um, it's, it's going to be here. Um, exactly when I think it will be, um, and at least from what I can tell, you know, I've been buying lots of parts. They obviously have some sort of deal with 
that are UPS and the FedExes of the world because, you know, price per part, the shipping is, is, is usually really fair compared to like, you know, smaller companies that are, you know, they don't have the economy of scale, so they can't negotiate better rates. So anyway, that's, that's not an endorsement. That's just my personal observation. Um, so it's cool though, that, that now Adafruit is, um, you know, they're big enough of a, uh, a um, player in the uh, in the world of electronics that you know the uh, the Mausers of the world and whatnot are are holding and shipping their parts for you. So um, yeah, I'm gonna stop sounding like a fanboy of both of them. And I think that does it for this week. Actually, I think that was the last story. So let's um, let's just go through the notes here. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, that's it. So uh, we're back, hopefully. Probably not, though. Probably not at all. Um, between, you know, we're going in towards the kind of the middle end of summer. So, you know, places to go, people to see, vacations to take before we go back to school. Um, so bear with us. But by, uh, by September, we'll be back on uh, the more bi-weekly basis because uh, we'll be settled more. So with that, uh, head over to gearsofresistance.com, share your comments, notes, thoughts, ideas, uh, things you'd like to talk about. Um, There's links to everything else that we do, don't do, and uh, I guess there wouldn't be links to things we don't do. Yeah. But um, yeah, also, uh, so uh, join us, find us on Hackstrio, um, makerspace.com. Um, I'll put my links up there um, and collaborate and share and let's um, work on some things together and make some things. Well, my, with this newfounded ability to make PCBs, what I am planning on doing is, so if you've been around the, the electronics world for any time, you know Forrest Mims. Uh, Farce M. Mims III, to be exact. He did a great series of, of uh, engineer notebooks. Yeah, engineer notebooks that I think I think are exclusively through Radio Shack. I could be wrong. But the nice thing about his stuff, let's pick this one here. Um, he's a very practical guy, very practical engineer. So a lot of his sensors, circuits... Um, you know, there's not a crap ton of, uh, um, you know, tiny surface mount parts or whiz bang, you know, microcontrollers. He's doing, um, really cool, basic, not basic. I mean, these are, they work and they work well. Um, you know, so here's like a better voice transmitter circuit, which is definitely not going to show up because it is way too white. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll share the links. So the idea is his circuits, because there are a lot of through hole components, um, very large components. I think are really, um, really ripe to be break out boarded, break bobbed, b o b b e d. So my thinking is that I can make boards 
we're going to do um, take his circuits that are in his books. And I'm, what I would like to do is do two boards, like a board so that you could interface to like an Arduino micro or a, t- or a photon, a real tiny one. And then you would take his circuits and um, kind of like with a pair of female headers or whatever, you can do breakout boards. So if you wanted to test out, you know, one of his science and communication projects, um, you could do it relatively easily. And and I think, you know, because, again, a lot of his stuff was, you know, it, it's pure analog, um, you know, and it's resistors, it's transistors. There's nothing really a lot of, you know, no, I, I can't, I don't think I've ever seen any microcontrollers kind of stuff. But you take these basic, you know, circuits for sensors, you merge it with this, you know, Arduino, Raspberry Pi, BeagleBone, photon world that we live in now. And um, I think you can see some really cool things to happen. So that's the plan, at least. That's what we're thinking about doing here. Um, yeah. So that's, I have, I have definitely, I have um, tried to prevent closing out this episode really good. So um, I will, I guess I'll be quiet now. So, Thanks very much for listening and watching and clicking things and going visiting stuff that we do elsewhere on the web. We appreciate it. Uh, and we're going to follow up here. We're actually probably in today. Here's a sneak peek. We're going to do probably another episode of Steam Power Podcast to catch up. So if you stick around for a little bit, we'll, uh, we'll have one of those episodes coming out here shortly too. And uh, I guess really insiders there's gonna be a lot of space stories because the past two three weeks there's just been a metric crap ton of space stuff and it's been pretty cool stuff so we'll talk about that in the next episode of steam power podcast but now for gears of resistance thank you all very much for listening and until next time 